Brand Rising. Monday morning, manifesting Mondays every single Monday and Friday. 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You want to make something very, 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 very clear this morning based on my last post and so many of the comments that I was getting, a lot of hate mail that I got, are people don't read. People don't read and people also don't listen. They see and hear the things that they want to based on their own programming. What's up, everybody? It's joining. I want to say that I am for the side that stands up for humanity and the ending of human suffering. That doesn't take a side. There's human suffering all over the world. There's human suffering in all colors, races, and religions. So I just wanted to make that very clear based on my last post and all of the things that I wrote that people didn't read and made came to their own assumptions and announced their own departures. I'm unfollowing you. I can't believe you. I stand with this side. How dare you? I don't stand with anybody, fam. So I'm just making that very clear this morning because that was really twisting my testicles if I had them that people just make their own assumptions and come to their own conclusions based on the things that they don't read or don't listen to. So now that that's out of the way, if manifestation is something that you want to bring into your life to tap into, then listen to this live. Most of you that are in here know that I do this every single Monday and every single Friday. So we're going to be talking about some Neville Goddard stuff today. Um, <laughs> Graham Rising, guys, I just had to get that out of the way. I hope that everybody woke up super inspired this morning. What are you going to do today? Since we just had a lunar eclipse on, was it Saturday? Yes, it was Saturday. There are a lot of things that we can let go of. This is a time of letting go. So what is it that we're going to let go of? What are we holding on to? What can you let go of in your life? That's for you to answer and for you to decide. What's up, everybody? We got Benny in the house. Handle warrior in the house. Handle warrior. We got Crystal. Hey, Crystal, it's Crystal. We got wind like water. We got everybody today. So we're starting off with Neville Goddard. Neville Goddard, I know that many of you have are familiar with Neville, and then there's other people that are not familiar with Neville. But Neville is one of the OGs when it comes to the law of assumption and assuming the reality we want into our existence, right? So I'm going to be reading from The Law and the Promise today by Neville Goddard, obviously. I'm letting guilt go. I love it, Ben. <laughs> That's a good one, actually. That's a really good one. That's a really good one. Okay, so I'm going to read just this little part of the intro that Neville actually wrote. And then we'll get into some of um, what he talked about as far as our imagination. Yes? I accidentally played this out loud in the library. <laughs> Joe! Well, you, they definitely heard my big mouth in Scotland. Are you in Scotland or are you in England? Okay, Neville. I want to express my sincere appreciation to the hundreds of men and women who have written me, telling me of their use of imagination to create a greater good, <laughs> to create a greater good for others as well as for themselves, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. <laughs> Joe, just that part, that we're mutually encouraged by one another's faith. Oh, Scotland. Okay. A faith which was loyal to the unseen reality of their imaginal acts. So what does that mean? A faith that is loyal to the unseen reality of their imaginal acts. That is having faith in the things that we are imagining, that they are already true. They are already to be true because everything that happens in creation happens in the human imagination first. So for people that are in here that don't really understand that, we're talking about the philosophies, and he quotes the Bible and, and so many things all the time. Um, 
And now go to, okay, we'll get back to that. The limitation of space does not allow the publication of all the stories in this one volume. In the difficult t task of selecting and organizing this material, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so the most important part of that, of that was a faith which was loyal to the unseen reality. Do we have blind faith in our unseen reality, which is our human imagination? Because the things that we want to unfold in our three-dimensional reality has to happen in our, in our consciousness first. And then it projects into our reality with feeling. Neville always talks about feeling is the secret to manifestation, whether it's good things or bad things. Because a lot of times we manifest bad things over and over again because we, what do we do? We think about it over and over again and we sit there and we dwell on it and we feel it to be real. Our subconscious mind does not know the difference between real, something that you're actually seeing or something that you're actually thinking and feeling on the inside. I always give, like, we'll give an example of if someone was cheated on and the moment you found out, you can literally go back to that moment a million times in your life and still feel exactly what you felt at that moment. The issue with that is our subconscious mind does not know if we're actually feeling that, if, if it's actually happening, we're experiencing it again, or if it's something that we're just perceiving in our imagination. Feeling is the secret. So we understand that. Okay. Let's get into this. We keep our reality by what we dwell on. That's why I try to explain this over and over and over again when it comes to all the things that are unfolding in our reality now, which is war and the consciousness of war. We have been programmed the last three years, way longer than that, I know, but especially the last three years, programmed for war, programmed for separation, programmed to separate people based on their medical choices. So, okay, it was, it was all about your political choices. Then it became your medical choices. It's always been about race, so that's, that's old news. Medical choices then became a part of separation. Now it's religion, right? They want to save the best for last, I guess. The most impactful. What were all the things we weren't supposed to talk about growing up? Politics and religion, right? So all of this is about separation. Putting war in our consciousness. Warring with yourself. Warring with your friends. Warring with your family. Warring with the people that mean the most to you. So that why? It'll be easier for you to accept war. Because you have a war consciousness. If that was, is what our consciousness is in our mind, that's what it is in our reality. And we will accept it that much easier because it's already in our consciousness. If it's in our consciousness, it projects into our reality. And when I say these things, people lose their shit because they don't understand it. We weren't given a manual of how this world works, unfortunately, or how this matrix works. It's elementary, actually. <laughs> ben, to us, it is. For many other people, it's not. Okay. The world in which we live is a world of imagination. In fact, life itself is an activity of imagining. Um, for Blake wrote by Professor Morrison of the University of St. Andrew. The world originates in a divine activity identical with what we know ourselves as the activity of imagination. I'll read that again because that's pretty important. The world originates 
in a divine activity identical with what we know ourselves as the activity of imagination. The world that we live in is identical to the activity of the mind and imagination. So think about that. This is a professor. This isn't even something that Neville wrote. This is a professor from Morrison University of the University of Andrews, St. Andrews. The world originates in divine activity, identical with what we know ourselves as the activity of imagination. If we know that to be true, that what happens in our mind happens in our reality, what we dwell on all the time. I'm not worthy. I'm not chosen. I'm not wealthy. I am poor. I am ugly. I'm not thin enough. I'm not good enough. Those are all being at war with self. All of those statements are being in a victim mentality, in a state of victimhood, right? So if we're in a state of victimhood, if we're in a state of war with ourselves, within ourselves, that is all that can be projected into reality. Your imagination is your greatest weapon. We can say that through and through and through and through. Our weapon is the greatest weapon, or our, our imagination is the greatest weapon on earth. Our mind is the greatest weapon on earth, and it's used against every single one of us. Unless we're actively and act, yes, unless we're actively changing it on a daily basis, on an hourly basis, on a moment-to-moment basis, and we have control of our thoughts, we slowly have control of our thoughts and imagination. Okay. His task being to open the immortal eyes of man inward into the world of thought, into eternity, ever expanding into the bosom of God, the human imagination. Nothing appears or continues in being by a power of its own. Let's read that again. Nothing appears or continues in being by a power of its own. So what does that mean? The only way that something can exist is if you continue to think about it and have it in your human consciousness. Nothing appears or continues in being by a power of its own. War doesn't just happen. It has to happen in the minds of humans first. A beautiful relationship doesn't happen on its own by luck. It happens within you first. By you feeling worthy of love. By you sharing excitement for joys in life. Then the world can only, the universe can only reflect back to you what you feel on the inside. Nothing appears or continues in being by a power of its own. Everything has has to exist in human consciousness first. Events happen because comparatively stable imaginal activities created them. And they continue in being only as long as they receive such support. Let's read that again. Events happen because comparatively stable imaginal activities created them. Saying the events in your 3D world happen because imaginal activities created them. And they continue in being only as long as they receive support in that. So, for example, if you're constantly thinking negatively all the time, oh my God, I'm going to lose my job. I know I'm going to lose my job. They're going to lay me off. What am I going to do? How am I going to pay my bills? That's your imaginal act, right? That is your imaginal thinking. If that is where you resonate, if that is the vibration that you're on, I'm going to be fired. I'm not worthy enough to keep this job. How am I going to pay my bills? You're already creating the scenario yourself. Then what happens? Your emotions in that, nervousness, um, shame, uh, anger, sadness, 
hopelessness. Those emotions are energy in motion. They have to go somewhere. They go out into the universe and find all the like feelings. And then it comes back to you. And then what happens all of a sudden? Five people out of 5,000 get laid off and you're one of them. That is, that is because of your energy that you continue to put in motion. So let's read that sentence again. Events happen because comparatively stable imaginal activities created them. We create the scenario in our mind. So my scenario was, I'm not good enough for this job. How am I going to pay my bills? You're already creating the poverty. Well, the poverty is already in your mindset. That's all right, Chris, as long as you're here. We're creating these things in our imagination. And then what? They can only continue as long as we support them with our imaginal act. So if, for example, we lost our job and then all of a sudden we came, we came across the law of assumption. We're like, oh my God, I did this to myself. My imaginal acts created what has happened and unfolded in my three-dimensional world. I'm going to change that. I'm so grateful, even though you don't have the job right now, even, ha- even though you might not have the money in your bank account, I'm so grateful for this job, this brand new job and this brand new opportunity that I was given. I'm so happy and thankful that that other job was taken from me because now there's something greater that's coming to me. And we shift and we shift and we shift every single day. And we stay in the imaginal activity. Our universe or our three-dimensional world can then only support those beliefs. So all of a sudden... Maybe somebody calls you and they're like, hey, there's some job that I heard of that's opened up. And I think that this would really be great for you. That is how fast we can shift our reality by shifting the imaginal acts in our minds. Any job I've ever lost or got beat out for, I immediately got a better opportunity afterwards because your head was in the right place. But if you would have said, oh, my God, I can't believe this. What am I going to do now? How am I going to pay my bills? I'm going to be homeless. If you would have ran with that type of thinking, then your, your reality would have unfolded in that way. But you didn't say you, your mind was not thinking that way. Your mind was saying when one door closes, another door opens. Okay. The secret of imagining, writes Douglas Fawcett, is the greatest of all problems to the solution of which the mystic aspires. Supreme power, supreme wisdom, supreme delight lie in the far off solution of this mystery. So the secret of imagining is the greatest of all problems to the solutions of which the mystics aspire. It's such a huge deal because no one knows how to really, not no one, but I'm saying majority of people do not know this information, don't know how to really properly utilize their own human imagination. I've been doing this consciously creating, what is it, like a year and a half, maybe two years. Like I've known about manifestation for a long time but I didn't really understand the way that it all worked now that I understand the way that it all works I'm now trying to rewind and reprogram all the things that I've learned so just because I know how to do it does not mean that I've mastered this there are some things that I can manifest very easily but there's still other things that I continue to put weight or emphasis emphasis into everything is equally easy to manifest because it's literally just tapping into a frequency. But when you think that it's difficult, that's when it's difficult. When you look at it as something big, oh my God, I want to manifest $10 million. It's no different than manifesting a penny. It's just the way that we think about the situation. 
you want to manifest having three kids, but you don't have a partner or a spouse to do it with. That might seem impossible to you. Where somebody else is just like, my dream partner, I'm so happy already. My dream partner is right around the corner. It's all just perception. They've been programmed to to deny the subliminal support mechanism within the destruction of the pineal gland. Right? Someone's going to screenshot and be like, she's doing an Illuminati sign. And say, go get a life and go read a book that doesn't involve fucking conspiracy theories. Anyway, when man solves the mystery of imagining, if we all solve the mystery of imagination, he will have discovered the secret of causation. And that is imagining creates reality. Let's read that again. When man solves the mystery of imagining, he will have discovered the secret of causation. The secret of why everything is the way it is, is because, is because of the human imagination. That's it. There isn't anything else. So that's why a lot of people that have done this work for a long time, even philosophers from hundreds and thousands of years ago, they believe that we are all God. Why? Because God is experiencing human form through every single one of us. They say that we are all gods because our imagination creates. We are not the supreme being, obviously, but we are the God of our reality. And this twists people, especially the religious ones. How could you say that? Jesus is our Lord and Savior. Then we get into all the religious figures. But if we are all God experiencing what it's like to be human through him, it is because of our human imagination that all of these things exist. And it's hard for people to wrap their mind around because so many things have to move in order for the world to look the way that it does. But we've been under dark reign on this planet for a really long time. So it's hard for people to imagine a world where there was just high vibration instead of a world that we live in now that is just very low vibration. So again, when man solves the mystery of imagining, he will have discovered the secret of causation. And that is imagining creates reality. So if you really want to shift the way that your reality looks, there needs to be a shift in mindset. That's It's that simple and it's that difficult, okay? Many of us don't want to do the work. I don't want to do it, but I do it because why? I'm showing up for myself because I want to evolve in my soul to the highest degree that I fucking can because I don't want to do this shit again. If I have the choice, I don't want to come back here. I know what I signed up for here. I got a new charm. I saw, I found this somewhere. And it literally has, I'll show you guys, two hearts. One, and on the back it says heart and soul. My This necklace says soul. This is my soul journey, right? Experiencing my humanness in this body. But I don't want to come back here. I don't want to come back here again. I want to learn. I want to teach. I want to hopefully enlighten people. And then I want to go somewhere else because this world, man, is dark. And I just hope that we all get our shit together <laughs> before the end of times, however far or close that might be. 
So therefore, the man who is aware of what he is imagining knows what he is creating. Therefore, the man who is aware, awareness, <laughs> awareness is the first step in any of this, is having awareness of what your thoughts actually are. Can anybody, anybody who's in here, please and thank you. Can you tell me who has awareness of their thoughts? Who pays attention to the things that they think of? You want to go to Tulum Beach? I do. <laughs> I'm in here on this whole earth. Like go somewhere else where shit is not so dense. Who in here is aware of what they're thinking on a daily basis or an hourly basis or a minute by minute basis? Who here does the work? I'm not saying that you don't do the work if you don't do that. I'm just saying who has awareness of their thoughts. You could say I do or I don't. Let's just keep it simple. Okay. The man who is aware of what he is imagining knows what he is creating. I've had near-death experience and I can say without a doubt that when the body dies, awareness continues. When like water, I do. Mrs. something, I am working on it. Emily's working on it. Wolf mentality. Yes, that's a yes. The vibe coach in the house. I do. I do. Okay. So there's many, Benny, of course, I do. So there's many people in here that do. Do. I do. Karen, I do. Erin, I do. <laughs> that we're aware of our thoughts. So imagine if we had, it's, this, it's the oddest thing to sit in when you can almost be outside of yourself and observe. I miss whatever Annie said. I try. So that's great. That we're trying or that we're at least starting to see, wow, I do really think negatively all the time. Or wow, my thoughts are actually shifting. Or wow, what used to really trigger me before it doesn't anymore. A lot of my triggers, they don't bother me anymore because of how much I have been working on my imagination. On my awareness of my imagination, the things I think. Things don't bother me anymore like they used to. Grand Rising. And once we start to have the awareness of our thoughts, like, wow, I really like literally stress about the same thing over and over again all day. Or wow, I really think about how much I don't have money all day. Or wow, I really think about how lonely I am. I'm just giving examples. Wow, I'm really thinking about like someone was in here one day and they're like, I've been living in the same place for three years. I haven't made one friend. That is their awareness. So if your awareness is I haven't made any friends, the, the universe can only boomerang that back to you. The universe can only match your lack. So if the universe is matching your lack, your statement is, I don't have any friends. So the universe just gives you more of, I don't have any friends. But if you said, I'm so grateful that I just randomly bumped into somebody and they seem super cool. I'm looking forward to our friendship unfolding. If we have that mindset versus... I've been here for X amount of time and I still don't have any friends. That's all that can be reflected back to us because that energy is an energy, that emotion is an energy that is emotion. So it gives us more of the things that we are aware of. So if our awareness is of that, therefore the man who is aware of what he is imagining knows what he is creating. Knows what he is creating based on thoughts. This is too good to be true. Oh my God, I know this is too good to be true. 
wow, this is too good to be true. Oh my God, this person's amazing. This is too good to be true. Guess what? The man who is aware of what he is imagining knows what he is creating. Imagination creates reality. So if you're constantly saying, oh, this is too good to be true. I know that I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. I know this is too good to be true. Guess what? The universe is going to give you this was too good to be true. It has nothing to do with luck or not luck. I'm the unluckiest person in the world. It has shit to do with that. Because people that say that they're unlucky, go and look at their imagination. Go and look at what they think of all day. Go and look at what they dwell on all day. They dwell on, I don't have, I'm unlucky. Why does this always happen to me? Why is my life so shitty? Why does that person have this and I don't? There is no such thing as luck. There's a, a video of this old woman. She's probably in her 80s. That's floating around um, Instagram. And she talks about how she has, she has won every competition that she was ever in. Every contest. She's won every single one of them. Whether it's the lottery, going to the casino, playing a game. She won every single thing that she ever did. Was it because she was lucky? No. It's because the man who is aware of what he is imagining knows what he is creating. She knew, (laughs) thank you, she knew that thoughts create. So she went in with the intention, I already won. She She sees it in her mind. She sees old people standing around her, oh my God, how did you win this? How are you doing this? How do you win everything? Every time you go somewhere, you win. How? Okay, this is it. So how can we control our imagination when negative thoughts boom in our minds? It's like a system of affirmations and words we use every day. Okay, so let's just answer that for Apollo. Affirmations are one thing. Affirmations help. Affirmations can help us shift. Affirmations can help us to not continue on the path or of that one thought. So affirmations help in the way of not allowing that one thought to um, be born or that seed to be planted. What does that mean? When you're at a store and you see something you really like, automatically like, oh, I love that. I just can't afford. Before you can even finish that sentence, thank you, universe, for always providing for me. Thank you, God, for always giving me more than I need. So that's an idea of an affirmation. I am so wealthy and I am so abundant. I'm so grateful for all of my abundance, right? That's how we can use affirmations. I talk about this a lot. Another way is reprogramming the subconscious mind while you sleep. Putting, there's a million of them on YouTube. There's different apps too that do this. You can literally look up um, sleep meditation for love, sleep meditation for wealth, sleep meditation for getting pregnant, sleep meditation for uh, a new house. And it's literally, some of them are subliminal. Some of them are just frequencies playing that like attract abundance and things like that. Some of them have affirmations actually in them. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't recommend putting headphones in. That would be the worst thing. Obviously, we don't want EMF. So I put mine in my bathroom that's really close to my bedroom. I mean, my bed. And I let it play every single night for the last two, three years, maybe. I listen to um, affirmations going to sleep. Because that's doing work for me. And I'm not even, I'm, I'm sleeping. But my subconscious mind doesn't ever shut off. So because your subconscious mind doesn't ever turn off, it's listening to those things. Which is also why people say, I can't fall asleep unless the TV is on. Guess what? You're being programmed with all the horse shit on TV. 
your subconscious mind is in a, in a brainwave frequency where it is literally malleable and molding or being molded to the things that it hears at nighttime. If it's quiet, it's quiet. But when you have pharmaceutical commercials or you have the news on and they're telling you about all the death and destruction, that's going into your subconscious mind. Stop doing that shit. Unless that's the programming that you want, that'd be my guest. Other things that are... So sleep affirmations help over time. But I've done things like Psych-K, P-S-Y-C-H-K, which is merging or bringing both brain hemispheres together uh, through muscle testing. There is hypnosis, which is also very, very effective. There's also EMDR therapy that helps to reprogram the subconscious and get rid of those limiting thoughts because people are saying, how can you control your imagination when negative thoughts boom in our, or, are in our minds constantly? That is one way to reprogram or many ways to reprogram. Therapy is not going to do it. Hypnosis, Psych-K, EMDR, journaling, writing down your dream. Let's write down your dream day. And then you read it every morning at night. Or Project 369 did has their method, which is a Tesla method, Tesla, Nikola Tesla method, Pro, uh, 369 method, which is writing down your desires three times in the morning, six times in the afternoon, nine times at night. So there's many different things that you can do to reprogram those thoughts that you have. Most of them are very, very, very stubborn. So that's why I said things like Psyche, things that are really reprogramming the subconscious. The hypnosis is very good for that reason. Because it really helps to jolt in um, new thoughts and new ideas. Oh, should I miss a whole lot of comments? Um, I do a combination of my own hypnosis with subliminals. Love it. Brian Scoot has amazing meditations. Great. My mom sleeps with murder mysteries on and I grew up to have extreme anxiety. I wonder why. Please tell which one you listen to. Guys, I literally listen to different ones every single night. You fall asleep with the TV on sounds terrible. Exactly. This is why I make my own subliminals. Name five things you are grateful for and repeat that 10 to 12 times a day. Okay. So there's all like such great things in here. So a lot of people are doing this work. The fear is demobilizing. People don't realize. <laughs> that's why fear is so powerful because it is demobilizing. So that's why they keep us in a state of panic and fear as at all times as much as they possibly can. Because why? Our thoughts and our feelings create reality. Chanting is good. I've never done the chanting. Um, this, is, this is also another very interesting one. But using sex to, um, well, it's really actually the orgasm to manifest. When you are at the peak of orgasm is... Supposedly one of the greatest times to manifest, to imagine what it is that you want. I'm reading from The Law and the Promise by Neville Goddard. Okay. I read one sentence 85 times. All activity is at bottom imaginal. An awakened imagination works with a purpose. And an awakened imagination works with a purpose. We think uh, people who have a disability are very creative spiritually. I chant Hare Krishna mantra sometimes. Amazing. That's the prana energy. I play harmonium. Well, there's a great image. I mean, guys, whatever floats your boat, right? 
An awakened imagination works with a purpose. That is just the only sentence that we really need to hear today. That's the only sentence we need. An awakened imagination works with a purpose. Most people just think life happens to them. Life just happens. I just go with the flow. When we say these things, when we think these things, we do ourselves a huge disservice because we're not using our power. Because nobody ever taught us this. There's a full moon out right now. Yes, sexual energy is the energy of creation. This is why you have to be very careful who you share that energy with. Absolutely. Absolutely agreed. So if we know that our awakened imagination works for the purpose, then what are we doing? What, not using our imagination. Right? But now that we know this, and we have the awareness that an awakened imagination, one where I'm aware of my thoughts, works with a purpose. So before all, we need a purpose to set. Yes, exactly. You need a purpose to set your imagination. What is it that you want to bring forth into your, into your existence? An awakened imagination works with a purpose. It creates and conserves the desirable and transforms or destroys the undesirable. Divine imagining and human imagining, imagining are not two powers at all. They're rather one. The valid distinction between which exists between the seeming two lies, not in the substance with which they operate, but in the degree of intensity of the operant power itself. You are the operant power. John! Oh, I know. I've been in my shell the last few days. Rodney said that too. He's like, don't forget about me last night. And I'm like, I did and I, I'm just in my shell. Let me see if I just missed anything really, really quick. Okay. <laughs> Set a purpose later and call me. So the operant power. We are the operant power of our reality. Why? How? Because our thoughts create. So if we are the operant power, and we know that our thoughts create, then everything that happens in the human imagination is going to happen on the outside world. So if we have a better hold on our mind and our thoughts and our feelings, the way that we feel, we can shift our reality very quickly. So um, it says it's a degree of intensity. So the degree of intensity, even if it's good or if it's bad, if you're really intense about feeling something or if you, you keep thinking in your mind about fighting with this person and having this whole fight in your head, you literally feel it in your stomach. Like you feel that, right? We feel like I'm going to say this and, and you literally, you enact that whole scene in your mind. That is exactly what manifestation is. With such intensity that that manifests into your reality. That it is inevitable that that is going to unfold at some point. Whether it's now or six months from now. It is the intensity that causes things to manifest. For the good or for the bad. If you have this intensity. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Like I can't wait for this to, to travel to this place. I, I can't wait to go there. I'm going to get there somehow. I don't know how I'm going to do this, but oh my God, you see yourself there and you're so excited and you're so full of joy. That is thinking with intensity. And that intensity is what creates our reality. I've always maintained neutrality, but this latest conflict in Gaza messed me up. So I needed this reminder. Thank you. 
And that's a good reminder for us with everything that's going on. Is that the way that we're programmed is we're programmed to be divided. We're programmed with divisiveness, right? War consciousness can't be about unification. You're at war with yourself. You're at war with other people. And when it comes to what's going on now, this conflict, what's it about? It's about politics. It's about religion. It's about nationality. It's about history. And there's always sides to all of these things. So how do you remain in neutrality? How can you look at a stamp, look at it from a standpoint and observe what's happening and say, since I cannot do anything from where I am, the only thing I can change is myself. The only thing that I can possibly do, right, is come from a more loving space so that if I'm interacting with people that feel differently from me, I'm not sending more hatred out into the world. If you guys want an example of that, look at my last post. Look at how mean and evil and derogatory people are and they don't even have the what? Awareness of the way that they speak to others because someone doesn't doesn't agree with the side that they're taking. Someone said something along the lines of, how dare you side with this side, which I did not side with any side, when I stand with Israel. Do you see how skewed that thinking is? So because you think that you stand with this side, I, me as an individual with my own human imagination that I actually fucking put to use, I have to think like you or you will unfollow me, or you will say, who do I think I am? Why are your boobs always out? You you try to be sexy. All of a sudden, this turns into something else. That is only a reflection of you. When you are constantly fighting with people because they don't think like you, you are already divided. You already have a consciousness of war. You have a consciousness of hatred within yourself. Because if you think that that is the right thing to do is to cause more human suffering because someone doesn't agree with your stance you are what the fuck is wrong with the world it's that simple it's that simple you are what is wrong with the world and the reason why the world continues to snowball in this dark blackness is because of your thinking or because of your thinking or because of your thinking When you answer people in that type of way, that just shows you you are not from a center place. You are not even, you're not remotely balanced. Yeah, I mean, they won't stop me. It's just really frustrating to have people totally twist your thoughts and your words because we only see things what from our perception of what reality is. Everyone is trying to take a side. They are pushing guilt and fear on everyone when we need more love. And that's really the whole point is that this, this, they had to save this for the last. They had to save the biggest thing for last. Because they knew that they had to do smaller things that were leading up to this. Chipping away at people's humanity to lead up to this. To accept the war, to accept human suffering, to get people cheering on 
the bombing of innocent civilians because of what one group, I'm not even going to get into this because it's just, it's, it's so twisted because one group did one thing to another. So that means that gives the other group the right to then go and bomb other innocent people. Two wrongs don't make a right, fam. How many, how many times have we heard that from when we were younger? Two wrongs don't make a right. I feel like this run, this world is run by fucking toddlers. But we're in a state of division. And the only way to turn this around is to do what? To go within yourself. To go and heal yourself. Well, what are you doing to make change? I'm working on me. That's what I'm doing. Because if I can work on me and I can show up as a better person in the world, then guess what? That energy is only magnified. But if I show up every day angry and telling people to be mad at this and cause more separation, I'm only doing more harm. That is it. Well, what are you doing to change the world? That's what I'm doing. I'm changing me. Mayor, it's the truth. They are. There is not much that we can do from where we are. Fighting with people, calling them names, telling them that you're unfollowing them, and anything else that is considered divisive, you're only adding fuel to the fire. Like MJ said, start with the man in the mirror. I'm asking you to change your ways. You, 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 your reflection. Are you going to do it? Are you going to do the work? That's what this is about. War can continue to happen and unfold if war is in your consciousness, which means you're at war with yourself. But if you decide to change, if you decide to go within yourself, and listen, I still get triggered. I was snapping on people in my comment section a couple days ago. And that just shows where more growth needs to happen. Because every now and then, someone will really trigger me and I will just snap. I ain't perfect and I don't claim to be. But I'm working on myself. If all that we can do to show up in this fucked up world every day is to show up for ourselves by changing the person inside. By working on your consciousness so that you don't continue to be at war with yourself and then at war with people and then continue to manifest war in the world. Then I'd say we're making some progress. I think we're good for today. When I start to get talk about this, I get a little crazy. So, what was the only... <laughs> I don't have no damn caffeine. Listen, if I had caffeine, I'd be bouncing off these walls. What I do have, though, is she legit. So I don't know. That's not... I mean, it's obviously not worse than caffeine, but energy-wise, it lights me up. Yes, absolutely. This is why we love you. Listen, I love you back. <laughs> Lindsay, I love you. Our imagination is like the algorithm. Wait a second. Wait a second. This is going to be the best thing that we'll, we will hear all day. Our imagine. Annie, thank you. Our imagination is like the algorithm on Instagram. What you focus on shows up in your feed more and more. Damn. No more true words than that. Our imagination is like the algorithm on Instagram. What you focus on shows up on your feed more and more. 
Annie, thank you for that. That was, damn, that was amazing. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> we like crazy. Listen, guys, I like crazy too. There's no other way to do it. There's no other way to do it than to be out of your mind. Okay, everybody, have... <laughs> I love you guys. Um, have an amazing Monday. What are we going to do to change ourselves? That quote, Annie, I don't think it can top. You know, what, what did I say that was really good? Where is it? Oh, an, imagined, an awakened imagination works with a purpose. Take that with you today. An awakened imagination works with a purpose. Are we going to use our human imagination today at the best of our abilities so that we're creating the world that we actually want instead of being in a fucked up world that we don't want? Have an amazing day. This is called The Law and the Promise by the one and only Neville Goddard. <laughs> Those patches are working. You look great. Thank you, Marcy. The patches are the jam. Love you guys. Have an amazing day. You guys truly like make the start of my week. And I love it. And I'm so grateful for you. So thank you. How can we change and work on our human imagination? Love you.